0: All right, Jack, we got mail.
1: Gotta love mail. I love
0: mail. I love uh, love checking the weather station and I love checking the mailbox.
1: Rain, snow, sleet, or hail, we get mail. <laughs> You've got mail. All
0: right, you ready?
1: <laughs> ready.
0: Uh, so, speaking of uh, global impact here, you know, and global listenership, which is the great thing about this, by the way, is we have mail from down under. Taiki. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Australia. This one's uh, Jesse has been listening to the podcast and is from Australia. I've been working in the IT industry for 10 years thinking that I should try to be good at everything. But lately, my thoughts have been... That instead of trying to be a jack of all trades, I should focus on one or two things and just be good at those. After listening to your podcast, you guys have inspired me to choose cybersecurity. And it's a great fit for my personality, skills, and traits.
1: Another victim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Already, I'm sold. Stand up guy. <laughs> um, okay, so here's here's a question. I would like to ask some advice. Despite my industry knowledge, I feel that I need certificates to prove to a potential employer that I know things and to be recognized during the pre interview process. I am struggling to figure out what certifications are most relevant. Any advice you can give me in this regard would be appreciated.
1: That is a tough, tough question. And I'll tell you why, right? Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, and having been around since before there were any certifications and having sort of railed against them when they were begun the certification by its nature is going to give you a a very limited view right a, a tiny window into what's going to happen in the real world of security but in an industry where the hiring managers don't know Jack about the space they have to rely on something right so let's say you're a Brilliant CEO, a brilliant CFO, a brilliant CIO, and you know nothing about security. And you're saying to yourself, I really have to go get someone here in Australia to work hard on security for me. Now, admittedly, just by the way, a little side note the AU cert, the cert has been awesome since I remember I first ran into them, I think in like 98, right? So there's a lot of super talented people down there that uh, our friend can get a hold of and talk to. So I think that's great. Um, but for me, the certifications are a proxy for experience when talking to people who don't really know the job that they're trying to fill and i would tell you that if there is a strong requirement for a certification be very careful because it's also unlikely that those folks will be able to understand what you should be doing whether you should be doing it how it has to be funded and really understanding a lot about security i don't know a lot of cybersecurity people with good experience we going to say, dude, without the CISSP, I just can't talk to you. I don't care that in your Git repository you've been showing how to do malware examination reverse engineering. That's not as important. Let's make sure you have that CISSP, right? There's a lot of ways to get home from here. So it depends on the kind of job that you want and the industry you want to go into. Uh, Justin, you probably see a lot of this. Uh, some of the regulated guys, do they demand things like CISSP in order to meet their own compliance
0: regs? Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Sure, I mean sometimes different different industries will have regulations that demand that there be a certification of engineers, that there be a certification of water providers, of food inspectors, right? Um, and I'm wondering if they're, you know, because I, I I would be talking about an area I don't know very well. If I said you really don't need it, if in fact just having that certification is a requirement to work for organizations who are get themselves going to be audited by somebody who are looking for it.
0: Yeah, the only the only place I've I've heard rumblings of it, but I don't know. It, it it hasn't been enforced or mandated, as far as I know, is that in the feds, there was a push at one point to have everybody be a CISSP. But uh, I speculate that once they started down that path, <laughs> they realized right. that they weren't getting the outcome that they were uh, hoping for, um, which is... Uh, some excellence in, in cyber a, a, a CS CISSP is not gonna get you that. Um I've seen it a little bit in um proposals like or a request for a proposal in RFP, whereas uh you know they require that so many of your staff members have the CISSP as a mm-hmm. as a mark of distinguishment. <laughs> You know, up in a trash pile.
1: You know, it 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 may be it may it may be worth talking about, right? Maybe what the question sort of was: How do I define myself as a new person in the marketplace as knowing a lot about security, right? Maybe that's a better way to reframe the question. I think
0: more I, more. I, I think I, I think what is I think that's what he's asking: Like, how do I how do how do I get a foothold into an industry? And uh, kind of use it as as a launching pad. Like, how do how, how do I get people to take me seriously as this is something that I really want to do?
1: Agreed. Yeah, it, it, if I could give you a, an example, and I, I mentioned it sort of in passing, um, but doing work on your own, working on projects, especially open source projects and Git and what have you, I think that's a great way to demonstrate in a way that's publicly visible, sort of what you know how to do. I'll give you two examples. Um, our own Ben Nichols at New Harbor was uh, just publishing some new updates to tools for Mac OS IR, right? Oh, I saw you it too. Up. I was
0: like, good on you, dude. What yeah, I mean,
1: like? totally excellent. A uh, uh, young fellow who used to work for me as an intern who's now leading pen test over at Raxis, Matt Dunn. Matt is publishing tools so that pen testers can do easier reporting on the stuff that they find, right? So I don't think either, well, I don't know, maybe Ben is certified. I'm not sure if these guys are certified or not, because I don't really care. I just respect the work that they've done. Right, and I can look at the work, and I can see the way that they formulate it and the thought process. And in both these cases, you're like that person gets it, right? If I see a CISSP, I know nothing about them, other than the fact that they knew how to study and they knew how to take a test, right? Mm-hmm. If I watch somebody who's actually executing in the industry in this way, I think that's super interesting. There are other things, right? I would recommend you network in things uh, like uh, a friend, a friend of the show, Jack Daniel, runs B-side, right? And is, that's a great way to network and express your knowledge and learn things from a community that's going to help you. And those are exactly the kinds of people who can help you figure out where you want to be, what particular part of this incredibly diverse security environment you want to play in. And and I think maybe one of the reasons I hesitate the most about certification is it's just so. Broad, Justin. Right, our space is so broad. You can be awesome in crypto. Hey, I can do entropy generation off a random noise generator. Woohoo! Right for my crypto. Or maybe what you're saying is I can do really fast configuration and handshakes. Or maybe you're going to say I can block anything, or I can ensure a secure tunnel. There's so many important parts of security. Being, you know, certified as, you know, I guess passingly knowledgeable in many of them. I'm not exactly sure what job that fulfills the the core requirements for.
0: Yeah. I see all certs as an entry level step into the field. There are a couple exceptions to that, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're so advanced that, um, you know, maybe, maybe we save that for like a different time, but generally speaking, all the certs we're talking about here to me are, are entry level certs and what, that demonstrates to me as a potential employer or would-be potential employer is that you have enough interest and passion about a field that you would spend your own time and your own, own dedication to basically achieve this certification. You know, Go through the studying, go through the testing, go through all of that stuff. And that to me like, expresses a level of, of interest and a level of commitment, but it's not an attestation to your aptitude. Mm-hmm. or your actual abilities within the field. And um and just just because you have that cert or a cert like doesn't make you smart. Like it doesn't actually give you common sense. Right. And those are <laughs> those are those are all the things that I would be looking for. So you know, I don't I I've always been in the position I don't I, I don't really like certs. Like being able to pass a test on paper with no like practical application, like it doesn't, doesn't make me super excited. Um, but I, I mean, I, I see how it would, would appeal to some people who might not understand the, the industry very well. What actually does kind of pique my interest is all the stuff you talked about, Jack, is saying like, hey, like what's your, what's your interest on the side? Like, are you like setting up labs in your own time? Are you, hmm. you know, spitting up, you know, versions of enterprise software, perhaps maybe like you got the free version and you're just kind of playing around with stuff on a home network and you're trying stuff out and you're getting outside your comfort zone and you're kind of learning on your own. To me, that's that's much more interesting. And the reason being is because the cyber landscape is shifting so fast. And if you expect your employer to continually tool you up so that you can be relevant and you put the obligation on them, I can tell you the, the, the market's already passed you by and you're, and, and you're never gonna make it. But if you love it and you're intellectually curious and you do it on your own, your own time, you will, you will continually be relevant and you, you'll stay up with the market. But in, in the absence of that, good luck. It's gonna pass you by for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that, I think that intellectual curiosity, that's a, that's a great phrase. It really captures what separates people who stagnate and people
0: who evolve. Right, I think it's I think it's key. Did you see some some legislation coming out that <laughs> yeah. required?
1: Yeah. So if we if we if we want to relate this same search for a proxy for caring about cybersecurity, we can actually see it here in the states. Right. Uh, back in 2015, a uh, bill was brought uh, in front of the Senate uh, talking about Cybersecurity Disclosure Act of 2015, and one of the things it talked about was having more people who understood cyber lying around. Well, now a short seven years later, six and a half years later, um, the SEC's rolled out the first of what expected to be a number of new cybersecurity roles that require certain kinds of reporting. But one of the follow-ons that to me is probably most troubling is they're actually calling for, some of these senators are calling for uh, an imposition on these firms to put more, I'm going to use your finger air quotes, cybersecurity (laughs) expertise (laughs) on their boards, right? So now what we're going to say is that the board of directors has insufficient cybersecurity expertise by some rating, right? And so we're going to ask that same board to bring someone on who they're completely unqualified to say has any cybersecurity expertise. And I think it's about to lead us down the same road, right? Where there becomes some definition of what it means to have cybersecurity expertise as, as, as a board member. And... Folks will show up on the boards and it will become um, a, a, a sort of like a panacea, a bomb that people say, all right, I've got this person, so it, it must be better. You know, for me and and you know, Justin, you and I have had a lot of conversations with insurers over the years, right? How how do I equate having that person or that expertise to the organization being less at risk or more balanced or more knowledgeable when some of the biggest hacks we've ever seen succeed have happened against brilliant companies with some of the best security teams I've ever seen in the world. And they fall fallen too, Right. So I think, you know, some of this is um, it's definitely to raise awareness of cybersecurity. God bless them. In some cases, I think it's to pretend that they're doing something about cybersecurity when they don't really know what to do and don't want to dig into the thorny problems that you and I wrestle with all the time. So I think there's that. And so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, my thought on, moving that along so that boards are forced to bring on people they, they they really can't vet or verify uh can only bring more problems have you heard much about it
0: probably more than i would care to actually <laughs> i don't get crazy about it I, I realize what they're trying to do i think it gives a false sense of uh aptitude and comfort right And and like what i mean by that is like Just because you have a CPA degree, right, like a certified public account degree, like doesn't make you a great accountant. And having a CPA degree, like doesn't make you great at taxes. In fact, it gives the illusion that you have an ability that you probably don't have. And for someone who doesn't know any different, that actually makes you very dangerous because people put more weight and give you more consideration on an uninformed opinion because you have letters after your name. And to someone that's uninformed and you know might not be thinking about that way, like that's that's a super dangerous thing. And when I look at people that have some of these degrees, like or degrees or like certifications, like I don't I don't know. I've I've never I've I've never really been been impressed with you know some of some of the, the capabilities that that come with it. You know, it's uh, you know for me it's about what can you tangibly do and what, what are your actions that actually like prove yourself as, as an individual, you know? And the, a, a certification or even a degree is not gonna do that. And by the way, like when I, when I see someone who has a bunch of letters after their name, I'm like, they're not security people. They are individuals that are good at taking tests of a certain discipline you know, and they, they know some of the words and they know some of the content. They know how to structure sentences in a way that, that might make sense to someone who doesn't know anything, but they actually haven't done anything. In fact, like, I would say, like, if we have people with, uh, when, when I see people that have a lot of letters after their name, I usually send them off to the accounting firms. This, this is usually a better place for you. Like, why don't don't you go work for one of the big four? It's a good spot. They, 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 they need more letters.
1: You know, it's funny to hear you talk about Justin, right? It reminds me of our industry. Right. So people who want to do the right thing are convinced that a new security technology or a new approach is what's going to help them be better and protect the things they care about and help them manage this, their sense of responsibility for the clients or the customers. But they don't really understand what's underneath the covers. And so they buy the tool or they buy the service or they buy the advice and it comes through and they don't know and they feel an artificial sense of safety and security that puts them perhaps in a worse position than they were beforehand when they were just afraid of everything. So it's funny that we should be talking about this in terms of certifications and positions for board members and new folks coming into the market around certifications for security, when really you could apply that same rubric to a lot of the technologies that land in the market, you know, purporting to solve a big problem for the client.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. All right. So what do we, what, what are we telling Jesse here?
1: I think we're telling Jesse that in my view, he's already done step one of the most important part about being successful in entering into this marketplace, which is networking, right? He's reaching out to people, (laughs) perhaps this was a bad choice, but he's reaching out to people, he's getting to know the industry, he's looking for some advice, that's awesome. Second thing is find an area of security that you're interested in. See if there's a way to volunteer. See if there are projects on GitHub or there's ways you can volunteer. There are hundreds and thousands of nonprofits and not-for-profits who need super smart people like Jesse to figure out security while they figure out how to protect themselves. So that's awesome. Another way to get it done. And expect it to be a little bit of a process. And do the world a favor and don't overstate your own capabilities before you hop in. It's going to be easy to do because nobody understands security particularly well, especially if they look at to hire a lot of folks. Um, But you will only hurt yourself and hurt your career by overestimating what you're going to be capable of doing. Be clear, express that intellectual curiosity that Justin mentions, and just keep learning about it. I've been learning about it every day for thirty years, thirty plus years, and I'll learn something new tomorrow that I didn't know today. So just get ready for the ride, right? Just get ready for the ride.
0: Yeah, good wrap on that one, Jack. Nothing, nothing left. (laughs) Nailed it. Ah, Nailed it. Split hog. (laughs) All right. If you need uh, cybersecurity help, pwned at com. You got some more mail for the mailbox popular. You can, (laughs) you you know how to find us. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.